Hi, this is Mark Raven. This is episode 160 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from November 21st, 2016, titled Lean People Don't Say Things Like Idiot Proofing. Now, I've long been skeptical of uh, so-called Lean Sigma or Lean Six Sigma, and it's not because I'm against Six Sigma statistical methods, which are, of course, valid and helpful in solving certain difficult problems. But what I don't like is the off-stated Lean Sigma mantra that says something like, uh, you know, the people say, I think this is not true. Lean and Six Sigma are just tools in the improvement toolbox. So use the right tool for the right problem. Well, of course, Lean is far more than just process improvement tools. As Toyota people like Jamie Benini would say today, Lean and the uh, Toyota production system are an integrated system that includes technical methods, managerial approaches, philosophy, people development. It's an organizational culture. You can read more uh, in a blog post, an older post that I've linked to if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 160. So I recently stumbled across an image that was shared on LinkedIn by someone who describes themselves as a Lean Six Sigma master black belt. Uh, it's a term that would imply they know a lot about both Lean and Six Sigma, or that they know a lot about that Frankenstein of a Lean Sigma approach. And this image says, here's the direct quote, make it idiot proof and someone will make a better idiot. And then this person added the text, it's a waste of time making things idiot proof as the idiots are so ingenious, they will still find a way to break it. Now, I, you know, he put this in quotes. I'm not sure who he was quoting. I mean, I, I don't endorse either the image or the text there. In the lean approach, we don't call people idiots or dummies. We don't say and we shouldn't say things like idiot proofing or dummy proofing. There's an old Toyota story about how the term foolproofing upset an employee. So they switched to using the equivalent in Japanese of mistake proofing or error proofing. Now, terms like mistake proofing help us focus on the process and the system instead of blaming individuals. Instead of labeling people as idiots, we have to focus on improving the system so it's easier to do the right thing and harder for errors to occur. The great book, The Checklist Manifesto by Dr. Atul Gawande, points out the need to improve systems so smart people, like surgeons, don't make errors or have a bad day. Surgeons aren't idiots. Neither are airline pilots, and they use checklists and other systems to prevent errors. Error-proofing is not a waste of time. Employees aren't idiots who are looking for ways to cause problems. We, we have to be respectful. There's a risk that people using lean tools from their toolbox don't understand or practice the philosophy of lean that says, in part, that people want to do quality work and that we should respect them and work together. As this quote from former Toyota executive Gary Convis says, quote, you respect people, you listen to them, you work together. You don't blame them. Maybe the process was not set up well, so it was easy to make a mistake, end of quote. If that mindset is missing from the Lean Six Sigma toolbox or the process improvement toolbox, then the use of random lean tools like 5S maybe shouldn't be labeled as lean. If there's an arrogance that creeps into Six Sigma that, that comes from experts solving problems in complicated ways, then that needs to be kept out of Lean Sigma. Now back to that LinkedIn post, you know, an engineer 
commenting on that, proudly posted a story that makes me cringe. He wrote, quote, oh, that's something I say way too often. That said, in design and in search of perfection and what is Six Sigma, if not the search for perfection, I see it as an essential function. Sometimes it requires innovation. For example, I knew that in one plant I designed equipment for, the operators were notorious for tampering with machine settings. As such, I added placebo controls to a machine to satisfy their need to readjust. At the end, every shift was convinced that their settings worked best. So, in conclusion, sometimes it's important to blend a little psychology with good engineering to achieve your goal. End of quote. Oh, so I, I posted this response. Arguably, what you did there wasn't was innovative, but perhaps rude and disrespectful to those operators. As an engineer, I'd argue you have an obligation to teach them and work together with them rather than fool them with placebo controls. Which approach is better in the long term? Now, I'll answer my own question and I'll argue that working with people is better in the long term. Now, that engineer could rationalize why he had to do what he had to do in the short term. And, you know, but, you know, that engineer, thankfully, wasn't labeling what he did as lean, but he was basically labeling the workers as idiots. He missed an opportunity to teach the workers about tampering using lessons from Dr. Deming or his famous funnel experiment that shows the impact of overadjustment. And there's a video of Dr. Deming that I've embedded in the post. Again, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 160. I think an engineer should teach. That's respectful and I think better for the organization in the long term. What do you think? If you want to comment, uh, go to the website. Again, it's leanblog.org slash audio 160.